Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on, my people? Football is back. Three and out pod. That's this with John Middlecoff. That's me. I consume football from basically Thursday night. Or just start for a lot of Friday, multiple games Friday, and then a lot Saturday, and it was glorious. It it, it really was. Did I watch some? Was there a game on Thursday? I don't even know. Uh, now, when I say glorious, first half of preseason games are watchable. The second the second half can be a challenging watch for sure. But when you have been deprived of football for when was the last game? I mean, if you count the, I don't count the AAF. So the Super Bowl up until basically last week, the Hall of Fame game, which I don't count. At least Mahomes and the Cowboys were playing their first team defense. I saw Van Der Esch crushing people. Jalen Smith looks like Patrick Willis. So, you know, it's it's back, kind of. But, you know, the NFL, there are, there's a lot going on today. I am so fired up to do, to do this show right now. Dak Prescott asking for $40 million, then... Mortensen says it's not quite forty million dollars. It's more like thirty-four. A lot of, a lot of opinions on all on our boy Dak here, and the money. Antonio Brown. Since I last talked to everyone, he had had the foot issues. He had disappeared. Turns out it was all really over a helmet that the league ruled that he wasn't able to wear. So he Instagrammed that he's coming back. I guess he's gonna wear the new helmet. But that's just some thoughts on a- Antonio Brown. Uh, big hits, something I noticed this weekend. I-, I think hits and the violence, which I know that I love as part of football, 
is making its way back to the NFL. Thank you, Jesus. And then just some thoughts on the preseason. I mean, there's different coaches that are really successful approach it so many different ways. And I'm just fascinated by how, what the right or wrong way is to do it. I don't, I don't even know if there is an answer, but I, I kind of want to dive into just you know the way that Belichick does it, the way that Andy does it, the way that McVeigh does They all kind of have different styles the way they attack the preseason. And then, of course, the Milkoff mailbag. Slide up into my DMs on Instagram. Uh, I'm active on Instagram, doing a couple videos a day right now. Just any topic, anything that comes up, post a video. But I always check your DMs, or I mean I check my DMs, interact with you there, and then I'll answer your questions here on the podcast. But I want to open up and start with the, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and Amari Cooper. I talked about it on the last podcast. That was a little unlucky. They have three players. Two happen to be a free agent. One they go at the end of this year. One they acquired in the middle of the season last year in Amari Cooper. And then as the season went on, his value grew exponentially. The other one, their running back, which is holding out in Cabo San Lucas, is under contract for two more seasons. Like, it's not like... Zeke was, they had three guys who were going to be a free agent. And then their quarterback, who clearly they are making substantial offers to, is offended. And I think there are so many different elements with Dak, so I kind of want to hit them all. On the most basic level, someone posed this question to me today, and it got me thinking. What do players owe the team? And I started thinking, like, what does anyone owe anyone in business beside what you're contractually obligated to do for someone? I heard a great, great quote today. I'm, I'm reading Shoe Dog. Reading would be strong. I'm listening. To, and that's how I consume my books. I'm a millennial. Consume my books, audio. Audio book, the Phil Knight book. And he had a good quote in there that business is war without bullets. And most of you listening are in some form or fashion in some different line of business. And I think that resonates with many people. Now, obviously, people do not die in business. But... It ruins people's lives. People get laid off. People get fired. Companies get overtaken. Companies get wiped out by the competition. Our capitalistic society is very aggressive. And you can benefit greatly from it. And you can also get destroyed from it. And so when I hear, what do players owe the team? Well, what do the team owe the players? What does anyone owe anything? Besides like your wife, your parents, your kids. I'm to person, separate personal relationships, just strictly professional relationships. And the answer is nothing beside what you're contractually obligated to do for that person on whatever agreement you're in. In football, Dak Prescott's in a four-year contract at whatever the number was being a fourth-round pick. And it wasn't much. Now, the going rate for his position is really high. And he's a good player. I've defended Dak. But he's not that good. And then you go to the element, am I paying for what you've done or what I think you can do? Because when you look at, let's say, Russell Wilson, it's a combination of both. I'm paying him for what he's done, and I'm paying him for what I still think he can do. Same with Andrew Luck, same with Aaron Rodgers. Carson Wentz, who I would imagine, and NFL contracts are all about comps. Unlike, I think, in the real world, contracts aren't necessarily public besides like CEOs and stuff. But I'm just saying like if you're a sales guy and you're working at a company, 
you don't, I mean, there's word of mouth and you know what the going rate is, but in football, the union, all the contracts are public for the players and their agents and the teams. Dak Prescott has word for word the actual contract, if he wants it, of Carson Wentz. So when he's going, well, Carson Wentz, who is yet to play in a playoff game, I've been to the playoffs three different times in my career, or excuse me, two different times in my career in my three years. Carson's yet to go, and the one he's been injured twice. Uh, I've been more successful just because I've played more, and I, he would be right. But the man on the moon knows that Carson Wentz's potential, his ceiling, is vast superior. It's probably not even a conversation. And Dak's, part of Dak's big arguments are intangibles, leadership, how cool he is under pressure, stuff that you can't really measure. Because you go, Dak, you struggle hitting just basic routes. You're not a consistent player in, in just games. Now you make clutch plays. I think look back on Russell Wilson several years ago, not this contract, but his first one, it was a complicated deal. Because you went, how good could Russell really be? Well, at the time, I know I was much more bullish on Russell's ceiling than I am Dak. I think Dak can get, you know, incrementally better, but he kind of is what he is. And what he is, is a good player. If you're on a loaded team, you can win games with him. I actually think the right comparison for Dak is probably like Jim Harbaugh-level Alex Smith. Alex got better as years went on. I don't know if Dak could be as good as Alex was his last couple years in Kansas City. But he's clear if he's your starting quarterback and your team's loaded, you're going to be in the playoffs and he'll give you a shot. Now, maybe in the playoffs, Dak would be a little better than, uh, than Alex. Just a little more physical as a runner if he could ever figure out the deep ball. But that, that's what we're dealing with here. So when I see the numbers, he's asking for 40. That, that to me means nothing. But when I just see that he turned down 30... And, and if I would imagine the guarantees, you know, I don't know. I, I would struggle guaranteeing him over $80, $85 million. I've said all along, I think a very, very fair deal for Dak Prescott would be four years, $85 million, and guarantee every penny. Now, I get his agent wants that number to be in the nine figures because they want to get their grubby little hands on the points. I, I, I understand that. But I go, Dak, a couple things. One, your, your owner is your general manager. He wants to pay everyone. And this notion of like, get the bag. I, I saw Trey Wingo today. Like, why are people counting people's money? Well, I don't know, Trey. This is a salary cap league. And what guys make kind of impact the team. If you're not talking about people's money in the NFL, go sit at the little kids table and talk about players. Because at the big kids table... Money is a huge factor when you're building, you know, this thing we call a team because there is a there there's a set number. I think the number this year is 188. And unlike basketball where they have this thing called a soft cap in the NFL, it's hard and you can't go over it. So when you have a team like the Cowboys with a lot of ascending players that are going to demand a lot of money, it's hard to keep them all. So anyone that's saying, "Why are we counting people's pennies?" One, you're an idiot. And two, you just can't have the conversation without talking about contracts. So when I And the thing that makes this very complicated is he has two teammates that he's very dependent on. One, handing the ball off to the running back, who is damn good. Dak needs that guy. 
and the receiver, we saw what he looked like before Amari showed up, and it wasn't very good. I promise you one thing. Had Gruden liked Amari and not traded him to the Cowboys, I'll promise you we are not talking about Dak Prescott and anywhere in the world of $30 million a year. I also think there is an element to the Cowboys, and people have DM'd me this and tweeted at me, He when... Uh, I forget who whoever was the uh, the old was it Cam was the yogurt spokesman, whatever the yogurt company is. If Dak Prescott was the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals or the Jacksonville Jaguars, he would not have that spot. Being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys generates you exponentially more money off the field. And when you're the when you're the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they are good? Woo! Cha-ching, cha-ching. Unlike those other guys, like Zeke, he's probably, this next contract is his final contract. Amari, receivers can play a little longer, but you just never know. For Dak, let's say he signed a four-year, $90 million, every penny guaranteed. If he was just solid, he's getting another big contract. One million percent. So he's going to be able to make the most amount of money off the field. He'll make a lot of money on the field. And he'll have success because his teammates will be around him. Like you taking and just asking for $32, $34, 35000000 million, you're hurting yourself. And in an area like Dallas, where there's no state income tax, where $22 million is actually like relative to where I live, would probably be the equivalent to like $28, $29. Till your team's good and you need the teammates... And your owner is trustworthy. You know he's going to pay these other guys. He wants to. So you're basically saying by demanding $35 million, you don't give a shit if your team's good. So I'm not going to feel bad for in a couple years when you're on a 6-10 and 10 team. Because you're not good enough to carry the You're not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can take an average roster and take him to the playoffs. Dak Prescott's not doing that. Hell, we saw last year before Amari showed up, they were headed toward the lottery. They would have been a team drafting in the top 10. That's what was so crazy about the Amari trade. It's like, hey guys, you're three and five. You're trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Now it ended up saving the season. Maybe they were three and four, but it was they were headed towards six and ten year. We all saw it coming. So, and here's the curveball. Let's say this because I, I I think this is an element. If I was Jerry and Steven, I'd go. You know what, Dak? The offer's not on the table anymore. Let's play this season out. And I would then have to actively make an aggressive offer, get Amari to sign a contract, so I don't have to worry, because I can't franchise them both. Or, let's just say Amari won't sign the contract, I'll franchise Amari. Where is Dak Prescott finding a big deal this offseason? I looked through all the teams. Half the league has a quarterback under 25. They, They ain't budging off that guy. Then a large majority of the quarterback has established older guys, like... Even like a Roethlisberger who makes $30 million. Well, they, they can't pay Dak. Uh, Rodgers, Luck, Russell Wilson, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, Derek Carrs. Where, where is Dak finding $30 million a year? So worst case scenario, I have to franchise tag Amari Cooper. I let Dak, okay Dak, let's, let's openly negotiate against the market. Part of the reason Kirk Cousins' market was so big, he had three teams in a line offering just stupid money. He had the New York Jets offering more money than Minnesota. Who would even come close to offering Dak 
This offseason, Jimmy Garoppolo money. $70 million a year. I'd argue, you know what the smart business would be? Yank the offer. Make him play it out if he's being just over the top. I think $30 million is ridiculous for him. To me, 25 makes me hesitate. Where is he finding this money on the open market? I, I just do not see the team. The Houston Texans, the Arizona Cardinals, the 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks. Just go through. I mean, even Tampa. You think Bruce Arians wants a guy that struggles with a deep ball? Have you followed Bruce Arians' career? <laughs> no chance. Even like the Jaguars. They gave Foles $50 million. They're in bed with him for at least a couple years. I just do not see the Dak Prescott market. So, yeah, Dak doesn't owe the Cowboys anything, and I'd argue the Cowboys don't owe him much either. They put his ass on the map. They made Dak Prescott. And they're and they're actively trying to pay him, probably overpay him. So, if anything, I think the Cowboys are nuts for even offering him a contract sniffing $30 million a year. Unless that guaranteed money is like $50 million, then I call them geniuses. But I, I think the whole curveball in this you got to try to actively sign Amari. Zeke doesn't really have that much leverage because where's he going to go? He's under contract. But Dak Prescott, I would not be afraid. Just look at the landscape of the league, especially with some of these young quarterbacks coming out this year, like Tua, Herbert, and and, and Fromm. And you, you, there's always a guy or two that kind of comes out of nowhere, a Daniel Jones type, a Mitch Trubisky. Who's, who's paying Dak? I, I'll, I'll tell you, nobody beside the Cowboys. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions ebay motors is here for the ride you know what i remember about my first car is that the moment i got it i wanted to improve it because like most 16 year old kids you don't exactly get a luxury automobile so you look at it you go well i need to add some speakers i need to tint out the windows i need to make this thing the coolest car possible so i can cruise around town with all my buddies waving at the babes and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, You want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users 
don't visit other leading job sites. LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, let's let's dive into Antonio Brown. I don't know if you had a chance to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Pitt and Leo. It's really good. And, you know, in the history of Hollywood, just like in the history of musicians, rock stars, <laughs> there's a percentage of them that are divas. That are big pains in the asses, right? Same with TV stars, same with movie stars, uh, musicians, just anyone who is uniquely talented. Not every one of those people are normal. Some of them can be a royal pain in the butt. But if they are really good, and we're talking about we're talking about the Brad Pitts, the Taylor Swifts, whoever, occasionally you get a massive diva and a massive pain in the butt. But you know what they also are? They are cash cows and they are not replaceable and typically in the peak of their powers whether you're a team whether you're that person's manager or agent whatever it is right whether it's movies whether it's sports whether it's music you deal with them why because they produce (laughs) because they dominate because they make everyone around them a lot of money a lot of money and listen Antonio, the Raiders, I don't think quite knew what they were signing up for, but they had a decent idea. You don't find elite talents like this available for a third-round pick randomly. It was the baggage. It was all the craziness. And no one could have predicted that he'd burn his feet off. Now, knock on wood, he's going to be okay. I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical school. I don't have any clue about frostbite. Besides, like, when people go to Mount Everest... Or the Donner Party. Or coming to the, over the Oregon Trail. I don't even know how long you're out, what. I, I've read some doctors on Twitter that think he's going to be okay. So assuming his feet are going to be, oh, you know, whatever. The helmet story is very diva-ish. It's very Terrell Owens. 
It's very, I don't even know a musician that was a royal diva. We've all seen the movies of screwing up hotel rooms and just being a pain. That's what Antonio is. He is a pain. But you know what he also is? He's one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen. He's had six straight years of over 100 catches and 1,000 yards. I think he's one year away from tying Jerry Rice's, or maybe that did tie Jerry Rice's record. If he does it again this year with the Raiders, which probably be a little difficult, he'd hold the record by himself. He's an elite player. He's a dominant player. He is a royal pain. And when you sign up for a guy like this, it puts your organization somewhat in a tough spot. Because Gruden went out of his way after the preseason game on Saturday, complimenting him, thanking him, basically speaking to him like you would a little child. And then the team posted it. And then they linked his Twitter account to the post. And you know what? I gave them credit. I'm like, that's smart. He is sensitive. You need to speak through him through social media. It's where the guy lives on social media. I get it. I would have done the same thing. The moment they acquired him, though, they're all in on Antonio Brown. They're building their offense around him. They're going to acquiesce to his demands. They're going to let his trainer on a practice field, which is not normal. They're going to let him do whatever he wants. And as long as he produces at the highest level, you'll deal with it. The moment, and he's already started to become a problem, but you give him a guy like a year, if he can dominate, you just deal with his problems. The moment this guy starts becoming like a 70-catch guy and an 800-yard uh, a season guy and doesn't give you 10 touchdowns a year, when that 10 or when that 100, 1,010, just put it in the bank, lock it in, 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 in Sharpie pen on the wall, that goes to, you know, 77, 875, and four touchdowns. His act is too old. It's over. Because in this entire league, and none of us knew anything about these helmets, unless you probably work in the league, I, didn't, I had no clue they were implementing these new helmets. Why? Because no one talked about them. Everyone just, yeah, I'll wear them. I, Brady talked about it, I think, t- yesterday. A lot of players don't like them. But you know what they are? They're safe. You know who agreed to it? The players' union and the league. Like it, They're not doing it to try to make players look stupid or not be comfortable. It's all about safety. Something that we heard over and over and over forever. Safety, safety, safety. So the league is giving it. And they said, Antonio, you can't wear your skinny little 10-year-old helmet anymore. What did Antonio do? Somehow he found a guy at either like a body shop or some painter to paint over and he got caught. Because as you read in some of those Silver tweets, that the league says, listen, if, if you do not follow the rules, you will be in trouble. So what do the teams do? They put all the pressure on the equipment guy. So what does the equipment guy, when he sees... This guy wearing the wrong helmet, he freaks out, tells on him, tells him, you can't do this. And then it creates a freak out. Well, guess what Antonio Brown does a lot? Freaks out over just innocuous crap, over stuff that even a player that's uncomfortable would be like, okay, I get it. Like, I, oh, everyone in the league's doing this? Oh, yeah, okay, I, I understand. Like, we all are sensitive to certain things in life, but a lot of us can just kind of understand, like, yeah, this is easier. And some of us can't. And Antonio is in the small, small percentage of everything is a problem with him. It's always something. But for these last six or seven years, he's been so freaking good that it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, the Steelers just came to came to the end of the line after he threw the ball in, in Ben's face and he's bitching and moaning. He wants more money and they just say, and then he freaks out. And he says, I wants to trade. And there's like, okay, go away. Just We'll just rid our hands of you. And more than likely, they got the best six years that Antonio Brown will ever have out of them. In a perfect world, though, they would have liked him for a couple more years because he's so good. 
Now, they can probably replace him. They look, James Washington, some of the guys they had look like they have a chance. But I, you know, there's a narcissistic, just something about a diva that is hard to handle. And it's really hard to handle for coaches. You know, it's one thing if you're an agent and the dude's a rock star or a movie star. It's another thing if the dude is playing a team game and it's like, bro, you do have a meeting room with other teammates, with guys at your position, with guys on the side of the ball. You answer to a coach. You answer to a position coach. The problem, once you get Antonio Brown, like, who does he really answer to? As he's shown, only the league can get him to say yes. Because he doesn't really listen to Gruden. He's not really listening to anyone else on the team. It just kind of is what it is. And as long as he's healthy... He's going to be a really good player. Now, that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback and Derek Carr to play well. Because if Antonio Brown is healthy and he puts on the right helmet, it's a make-or-break year for Derek. Like, this guy is a massive, massive curveball for the Raiders. Especially their head coach. Like, one of the things with their head coach, he's not just a head coach, he's the offensive coordinator. He's an offensive guy. What do you think he's been doing since he acquired Antonio Brown? When he's up at 4 in the morning and he's going to bed at midnight. He's drawing plays all the time for 84. Like, they really need this guy. Now, the the curveball in this, is he locked to play week one? Is he going to be healthy? Again, we've never really seen, to my knowledge, before Antonio Brown, frostbite in the NFL. Usually, guys wear shoes. Guys wear socks. Guys just protect their feet. So, I'm not sure. I I don't know. But if he is healthy, he's going to be good. Because I, I've seen the, the practice that he did have, and you guys have seen it too on hard knocks. The the Raiders' defensive backs are not bad. While their defense, their front seven, is horrendous. They, they have the worst defensive line in the NFL on paper. Not close. Linebackers, below average. Their DBs are good. And he showed up with, with frostbitten feet and ran circles around them all. Like, he's a dominant player. But he's got to somewhat get his head right. Now he's proven that he can play with not his head right. But he has to get his feet right. So now that Helmet Gate is behind him, he's given in. Though he's not happy, he'll wear the new helmet or try to find an older helmet that fits under the new regulations. They have to find a way to get his feet right. That's really the only thing matters. And this this diva that you've acquired, like that's not going to change. It'll be something in week 7. It'll be something week 10. It's always going to be something. But as long as he plays at the level in which we're now accustomed to him playing, you deal with it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch. 
had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I noticed something this weekend combined with what AB and his helmet gate brought to light. And it kind of made a light go off for me. And if this potentially happens... I will be very happy. In a couple games on Friday and Saturday, I noticed big hits. Big legal hits. Safeties and linebackers leading with shoulder pads. But elevating, you know, launching themselves in the air. But hitting below the, you know, below the, below the neck area. And doing it cleanly. And no flags were thrown. And then with Antonio Brown and Helmet Gate. You realize the big push they're they're moving into the league are these bigger, safer helmets. And clearly, uh, you know, five or six years ago when CTE was taken off and the media just, it felt like wanted football to crumble, which is weird because so many people in the media make so much money because of football. But, you know, I, I, I get it. Uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily relate to the hate and wanting to see football go away. But I'm not a journalist either. I'm, I'm a businessman, so I, I like the league doing well. Uh, it's it's good for anyone involved in the football business. Though, CTE, very bad thing. I'm not a pro CTE guy, and I'm not some CTE truther acting like it doesn't exist. It clearly was an issue. The league needed to adapt. They have been over-aggressive. 
you know, over the last three or four years. If anything, they went too far the other way. And I do think with these bigger helmets that violence might come back to the sport. And I think at the end of the day, I know Twitter will tell you, peace, love, and happiness. We just live in a utopia. Look at the progressive NBA. You know what people like with their football? Violence. And I have numbers to back me up. To this day, seven years later, or maybe a little less than that, six years later, but in the history of the league, the Seahawks versus the 49ers was as violent of a football game in 2014, the NFC Championship game, I've ever I've ever witnessed. 34 years old, been watching football pretty consistently that I can remember now, you know, for, I don't know, 25 years. That's as good as it gets. Top to bottom, just vicious violence. And these last couple years, they went over the top the other way. You couldn't touch a soul or a flag got thrown out. Well, now that they've kind of, neutralize the CTE problem. There are even studies coming out that you can get CTE in other walks of life. I, I think the media jumped the shark a little bit. We just, the information's not out. Clearly, football's violent. Not good for your long-term health. There's some things that the league needs to work on for healthcare for its former players. That's a conversation for another place. But I think they had to bring in the big hits back. And I'm not talking big hits where you're headhunting and leaving guys injured on the field, but where guys get lit up across the middle where the wide receiver fears going over the middle, that he may be tackled, where the vernacular ends that he's a defenseless player. It's impossible to be a defenseless player if you're a wide receiver because you're running over the middle where you know defensive backs are. Now, if you want to convince me you're a defenseless punt returner standing there waiting for the punt to come down because you're looking high in the air, I'll, I'll hear you there. But to me, a wide receiver is not defenseless. And I noticed some big-time hits this weekend. No flags thrown. And then, obviously, these bigger helmets. I think violence is coming back. And I know this. Every human, and definitely every male, likes violence. We're drawn to it. Think of when you're young, in like junior high, in high school. When there's a fight on campus, or on school, or at a party, everyone runs to watch. It's our natural inclination. I'm someone, like, I like my violence kind of regulated. Like, I like boxing. I've always been a little comfortable watching MMA. Now, I have, I admire how tough those guys are. I went to college with Chad Mendez, who was the, the baddest 140-pounder I've ever seen. He used to beat up dudes on the football team. He, he couldn't be stopped. It wasn't shocking that he went to the MMA and was successful. You know, I, it, when I was at Cal Poly, Chuck Liddell, who also had gone to Cal Poly, was in his prime in MMA. But I get a little uncomfortable sometimes like I'm watching it. These guys just beat each other to a pulp. Like, I'm not looking for that. I am. I, I do like a good boxing match where dudes are getting blasted. But I love a good football hit. I, I've always been more of an offensive guy. But I appreciate the Ronnie Lotts, the Brian Dawkins. Like I like that type player, the Ray Lewis. I want to see guys get blasted. Legally. And I think the league realizes that the, that the wussification of football is not a positive big picture. And, and I'm separating two things here. Protecting the quarterback is a must. The league is only as strong as its quarterbacks. The league is now loaded with good quarterbacks. You got to take care of them. So I, I am okay with over-regulating sacks and not throwing the flag. I, I can live with that. I, I really can. It's going to piss whoever off, you know, a fan of a team on a given play every once in a while. We just got to deal with it. Where I can't deal, though, is when a guy's going over the middle and a safety destroys him, and he hits him, you know, in the chest or the stomach, and the dude throws a flag. Like, what's he supposed to do? Two-hand touch him? Like, that that's where the league became embarrassing, I thought, these last couple years. 
That's where I thought the league was placating to what they thought Twitter wants. And when you placate to what you think Twitter wants, you get the NBA and you get historically low ratings for a season. Placate to what the fans want, the consumer want, what we're used to seeing, what helped make the NFL such a big product was the ultimate combination of intellectual coaches and quarterbacks playing mind games against defensive coordinators, against this just violent action of these defenders trying to take out the guy with the ball in his hands. But you can outthink them, the scheme do it, the, the ultimate combination of team games. But there's a toughness element of, of football that's blended into the team element that and the smart element that makes it such a special game. It's why... To go along with the urgency of the sport, you only play once a week. It's the ultimate combination. Perfect for gambling on, for, perfect for watching. It's a great television product. Uh, the, the talent's still really high. The coaching level's still really high. It's got it all. But when you take away one of the elements, which is a huge fundamental part of the sport, the violent tackling, which is legal, that has been happening forever, it, it hurts the sport. And I thought it's really hurt the sport the last couple of years. And I thought they overreacted to things, but I, I understand why they overreact. I am, at least my theory, that it kind of feels like it's coming back makes me happy. And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that the big hits come back because I think that's what the people want. That's what the consumer wants. And you're only as strong as a league and as powerful as a league as you are the fans because the fans essentially pay for everything. The coaches don't mind the big hits. The de- Hell, the defensive coaches and defensive players would pay to get them back. It would give them a fighting chance in a league that leans the offensive ways. So if you're going to give all these advantages to the to the offense, you can't mug them more than five yards down the field, right? Most of the the quarterback, you can't really touch them anymore, which I think even the defensive guys at this point in time would understand. you got to be able to at least mess with the wide receiver, at least have it in the back of his mind. You know what might happen? You might get laid out. And in the history of this great game, a lot of guys have gotten laid out, and they get back up. Because when you're hit cleanly, yeah, you get your wind knocked out of you. You shake it off, you get back up, and you keep playing. That, that's that's the reality. And now with these bigger helmets, maybe won't have as many head injuries. That's you know that's behind it all, right? So I think we got big hits coming back. I think we're going to have th- th- that would lead to a much more fun NFL season. We're clearly down the the home stretch of the preseason the four preseason games like it's been openly talked about right with this new CBA four preseason games are going to be a thing of the past more than likely my guess it's not like I don't know anyone in the league office but just reading the tea leaves of what the people in the know are saying it kind of feels like we're headed to two uh, I know Kyle Shanahan said last week he wouldn't mind seeing zero now they're a little biased I think they the Niners literally right now lead the league in injuries they have 13 uh, and many of those are starters, so they can't figure out training camp. I mean, they don't know what to do. Hell, they can't figure out the season. They just lose a lot of players. But I was fascinated on, what, what night would that have been? Saturday night, I had the Chiefs game on NFL Network, and I had the 49ers game on my local television. And the 49ers, I mean, the guys who didn't play was more than half the team. They didn't play any starters. Somehow they still managed to lose multiple players. I mean, they lost their backup swing tackle. They're a debacle. They didn't play anyone, and they still had major injuries. Like, they lost a guy that's going to be on their their 53-man roster for the season, more than likely. 
So they, I don't, they don't even know. They're kind of at a loss. But I'm, I look up to my top TV. Yeah, I got two TVs, you know. You, you, can't, you can't follow sports for a living and have one TV. Now, I'm lucky that in my condo I can put it in my living room. One day, get a family or whatever. And the hard part is real estate in the Bay Area is so expensive. I'm going to need a man cave, and I'm going to get like... I already have it kind of mapped out in, in my mind. It's going to be glorious. But that's a little ways away. So I'm looking up at the top TV, and I see Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, oh, Mahomes is in. And he's leading him down the field, leading him down the field. And they're, they're on like the 15-yard line. And all of a sudden, Mahomes takes off outside of the pocket, makes a guy miss, kind of cuts back, and he's running at the goal line. It turns out there are about two defenders at the goal line waiting to just kill him. And I even like kind of gasped, like, oh, my God. And Mahomes slides, kind of, like falls, hits the ground. They don't hit him. And then he looks over at Andy, and he smiles. And I would imagine Coach Reed didn't smile back because anyone watching kind of gasped. But then I'm looking at the other TV in the Cowboys, uh, Jason Garrett, beside Zeke, who's in Cabo, and Amari, who's dinged up. He has a bad heel. He's playing all of his starters. So Andy's playing all of his starters. I'm watching the Cowboys play all of their starters, and I'm watching the Niners play nobody, and I go, what is the right thing to do? You know, if Mahomes is playing, why can't Jimmy play? If if all the Cowboys guys are playing, and then I and then I got the Raiders game on on another TV, and well, actually, I, I had to flip them on for the Chiefs game, and all of a sudden, I realized nobody's playing in that game because Sean McVay, the 49ers have kind of copied him. He plays nobody. Gruden, for whatever reason, didn't really play anyone either. And I started thinking, like, what is what is the right or wrong way to do this? How is the right way to approach this? Because you look at Belichick, he doesn't really play anyone, but he does. He averages two joint practices a year. So he gets all this extra work out of these joint practices. And I, I think joint practices are a smart thing to do if you're comfortable with them. But if you're not comfortable with people seeing your plays or even seeing your roster... I'm not opposed to doing things like Jason Garrett and Andy and just playing your players in the preseason game and getting them live reps. Now, obviously, Belichick can do these joint practices because he's gaining a huge advantage from the other team. I don't think the other team is smart in letting him joint practice with them because he's stealing shit from you. He's stealing stuff on your players. He's stealing stuff on your schemes. I would not do a joint practice with Bill Belichick. It's like I would not do a trade with Billy Bean. Like, I don't know if that's a great idea. And I get he's got Vrabel and Patricia and all of his little minions out there. He's taking advantage of it. He used to do it with Chip. He's killing them. I mean, he really is. I would not do a joint practice. But I understand why he does the joint practice. Because then he doesn't have to do as much in a preseason game. He gets really good work for all of his guys. He gets in a competitive environment. And then he doesn't have to show anything in the preseason game. But, like, last year for the Rams, I would have always said... Playing no one in the preseason is pretty risky because your guys do need some live reps against other teams just to feel the speed of the game, even if it's just a couple series in the second and third preseason game. Even if you're not going to play them a half, I would have said that's crazy. You've got to play them a little bit. And then Sean McVay didn't play a soul all preseason, and he ended up in the Super Bowl. So I think there are a lot of coaches, and you can do a lot of different studies See how all these different teams are doing it. Like eight teams are doing it eight different ways, and there's not necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. And I think that's why, at the end of the day, these coaches are going to come together, and the preseason is going to be gone. And what I think is going to be fascinating in a couple years, if there are only two preseason games, 
Are teams more inclined to let your starting quarterback and your starting offense and your starting defense play in these preseason games? Because really the only reason you're not doing it is just risk of injury. That's 100% the only reason. Because there are a lot of positives. Get some live reps. Get a feel for it. Get the preparation of a game day. Because I'm watching the Niner game, and I'm like, holy hell, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are kicking ass and taking names. Jalen Smith looks fantastic. He looks awesome. I mean, just killing people. Just destroying folks. And uh, look at Mahomes is flying around. And they're a first-team offense. Travis Kelsey, first play of the game, I think, catches a sweet pass down the sideline. It's like, whoa! You know, that get that live rep, get that feel, and then you take off your pads at halftime and you're good to go. But I, I, I'm fascinated to know, once they do go to two preseason games, are we going to see a lot more joint practices? Are we going to see less joint practices? Are we ever going to see anyone play in the preseason? Because if they do go to two preseason games... And teams, no teams are playing anyone. Why do we even have any preseason games? Why don't we just, kind of like college, what do they do? Well, for three three and a half weeks leading up to week one, they practice against themselves. They do live scrimmages. They do, you know, they do practice with themselves. It's a little different because their roster is bigger, but I guess not that much bigger. I mean, an NFL roster nowadays is 90 people. So maybe the more I think about it, Maybe there's a chance they just get rid of preseason games all to begin with. Now, I do think the NFL likes having inventory, television inventory. They, they need some games. But the preseason is a disaster right now. It's Beside like the series Mahomes plays or a couple plays of Jalen Smith, it's really hard to watch. And I, I'm a junkie. I know all the rookies and stuff. I'm watching a little different than the casual fan. And even I get bored in the second half. I get I get really bored in the second half. So... The NFL has a problem. I don't necessarily have an answer. Uh, And and clearly the coaches don't necessarily either because they're all doing different things. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want 
over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, let's get into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff, my Instagram handle. DMs always wide open. Slide in. Answer your questions here. Like this one from Ryan. Why is there no hype for Jacoby Brissett? He's a Belichick product like Garoppolo, although not as good, and hasn't really had a chance to play, and has a way brighter future than Fitzmagic. Why hasn't a team gone after him? Yeah, he's got a brighter future than Fitzmagic. Well, they have. Uh, you know, the Colts traded for him when Luck was out. And right now, Luck's out again, and he's playing. So, and I, I've just seen some highlights from practice. Now, granted, they're just clips from, like, Colts' Twitter account. He looks pretty good. I I like Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's scheduled to be a free agent at the end of this year. You know, Luck still hasn't practiced. They're in a pretty good spot where they can just play out this season. You just never know with Andrew Luck. Now, when the season ends, he's going to get a job. Whether that's Cincinnati. I don't know, actually. You start thinking about it. Where where are the quarterback openings? If Josh Rosen is just solid, he's going to keep a job. Who needs a quarterback? Even teams with terrible starters like Eli Manning, they just drafted a guy. You just go around the league, all these teams have young quarterbacks or an established guy. Even like the Steelers. Like, would they sign Jacoby Brissett? Well, they're paying Ben a lot right now. So I I don't know. I, I like Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, Belichick liked him. He drafted him, I think. What was that, the third or fourth round? Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Can you give us a list of players that are still playing that if they retire now, they would be a first ballot Hall of Famer with little to no discussion because it's so clear that they're Hall of Famers. Well, I think it's the quarterbacks. You know, Peyton Manning just retired. He's a no-brainer. Tom Brady, no-brainer. Drew Brees, no-brainer. Aaron Rodgers, no-brainer. I think Russell Wilson is going to continue to work himself to a no-brainer. I think if Andrew Luck can stay healthy, he's a no-brainer. Anyone under 30, I mean, I I love Mahomes as much as anybody, but it's a little early. When you think position players, you'd go... 
it's a tough one with some of the older guys. I, I might be forgetting. This is kind of off the top of my head. I think J.J. Watt is probably another good year away from being a pretty big no-brainer, in my opinion. Uh, like the Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas, I don't know if they've quite done it long ago. They, they were on that tra- trajectory. Larry Fitzgerald, to me, first ballot, no-brainer. Julio Jones, first ballot, no-brainer. I mean, he's nuts, but Antonio Brown's made a hell of an argument. Uh, you know, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald are on that trajectory. They have two or three more seasons like they had. They're no-brainers. Jason Peters, to me, he's pretty damn close to being a no-brainer. Again, this is off the top of my head, so if I left your favorite player or your favorite team out, I apologize. I'm trying to think of some older guys that are still really good. I'm probably missing some offensive linemen. I, I mean, I, I think Luke Keekley at the end of the day is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Middlecoff, do you think any of this A-B stuff is overblown or blown out of proportion? Or at least, it seems like once Pittsburgh Radio Show mentioned him not talking to the Raiders, the story started coming out of nowhere. Well, I, I think it's twofold. Is it overblown? No, because he's a superstar, he's a pain in the ass, he does crazy stuff, so it becomes a big story. I have heard that one element that he went radio silent is not totally true, because a camera crew, because of Hard Knocks, has been with him every day since the offseason, like since the summer, and they went with him, again, this is a this is a source who talked to a source, So, but it makes sense that the camera crew, when he left to go see a specialist, a camera crew went with him. So if the camera crew's going with him, what does that mean? The Raiders are going to know where the camera crew is. They knew where he was. I don't think they didn't quite know when he was or like he went radio silent. I do think the element of not knowing when he was going to come back. I mean, he left. It's Monday, August 12th. He left like last Wednesday. He's been gone a long time. This this is training camp. This isn't OTAs. This isn't, you know... Phase one of working out in March. This is middle of August. So just leaving for a while is a little weird. Though I do think they had people with them and they knew. The helmet thing was a big issue. He was freaking out about the helmet. He was making it really hard on their equipment manager. I think he made it hard on Gruden. They didn't know what to do. They kind of felt for him. But he was being such a diva. So yeah, I don't think it's necessarily overblown. I do think it just takes a life of its own. It's what happens when you acquire a superstar. I mean, Antonio Brown is a brand name superstar from one of the biggest teams in the league, the Steelers, you know, who had one of the craziest off seasons we've ever seen, dyed his mustache blonde, went on LeBron's show, was talking shit about everybody, and it was awesome to follow. Not great, you know, if you're his teammate or thinking about acquiring him because he's such a wild card in life. If Trent Williams is serious that he won't play due to the Redskins medical staff, when does the team take a long, hard look at all the injuries over the past two or three years and start making some serious changes? Also, I doubt Gruden is back next year because it seems highly unlikely that they make the postseason. Do you think Snyder will ever wake up and fire Bruce Allen as well? It's a loaded question here. Uh, Trent Williams is fantastic. When he's healthy on the field, he's clearly one of the best left tackles in the league, one of the best athletes in the league, just an elite player. Clearly, the Redskins have pissed off a lot of people, including Trent Williams, over the years. Do you know what's crazy for the Redskins? Daniel Snyder didn't inherit the franchise. Someone didn't hand him billions of dollars. He is a self-made man. 
isn't it wild that in America, probably works this way in any parts of the world, but in America where you can become, and most of our billionaires, most of our richest people in this country start with nothing. So that, that that's a fact. That's not an opinion. You can Google it. Definitely the majority of billionaires are self-made. And it makes sense. There's a drive when you grow up with nothing. And Daniel Snyder comes from nothing, creates this billion-dollar marketing empire, yet he is so terrible at running a franchise. And a a big portion of it is he hires bad people. I actually don't think Gruden is bad. I think Gruden's solid. Bruce Allen, clearly not a good GM. Then the other element is because he's kind of a marketer, he gets involved in acquisitions, and it often bites them in the ass. Like Josh Norman when he came available. He's a, I mean, they've been doing it historically forever. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you fix... You can't fix an organization until you get rid of the owner. It's really that simple. I, I saw it forever down the street from where I'm living right now, where the Warriors used to play about 15 minutes away, Oracle Arena. The Warriors were historically terrible for like 30 years. Why? Because they had some of the worst ownership in all of professional sports. In 2011 or 12 or whatever the official date was, Joe Lacob buys the Warriors. Everything changed. Everything changed. You notice the Clippers with Steve Ballmer? How much more legitimate they are as a franchise? You know, it's a little different in the NFL. We have a short period of time to judge some of these new owners, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I believe David Tepper will be better than Richardson at, at this current time. Like, Richardson has lost it. It was time for a change. Jimmy Haslam, Flying J, <laughs> we'll reserve judgment on that one. That that one's still still up for debate. But I, I think it I think it all starts with ownership. And there's no chance that Daniel Snyder is selling the Washington Redskins. Because when you own a team, like if I owned a, a $2 billion business, let's just say I owned a business that produced like... A, a constru- you know, some business that produced, I had an exclusivity on the ability to produce, you know, provide the, the shell that Apple makes their computers with. So when Apple makes their computers, they buy the shell of the laptop for me. And that just created a billion dollar business for me. You know what? Absolutely nobody would know who I was. You know, I'd be able to get a date because I'm super rich. Maybe see me every once in a while on like CNBC. But no one would really know, beside like Apple, who I am or care what I do. Just like when, when Daniel Snyder was marketing, I, I don't know much about him. I mean, I've read about him a lot in the past, but you know, he was a marketing guy. People that live on that side of the country, you know much better. Obviously, if you're a Redskins fan, you know about his history better than I do. But when you just run a successful company, unless it's a really, really cool company, like Apple or Nike or something... You can. There are a lot of really rich people in this world that no one knows about and no one cares about. And for their ego, when they get involved with something as famous and as popular as like an NFL team, you get a level of popularity that you didn't have as a normal super rich business guy. So there isn't much incentive beside like Daniel Snyder. When did he buy the team? I mean, 20 years ago, he'd make a lot of money. But what does all that money do for him? No one talks about him anymore. He kind of is irrelevant. He's just another guy with, not another guy because there's not that many of them, a human with a billion and a half or two billion or whatever you get after taxes in the bank account and no one gives a shit what he's doing or what he says anymore. Now, I don't even know if he talks that much, but the point is people, he's in the vernacular of everyone that lives in the D.C. area. Everyone, you know, if you just went to Dallas or you went to San Francisco 
or you went to Seattle and you ran into the casual football fan and you said the word Dan Snyder, everyone knows who that is. If, again, he had just ran his normal company, not that many people would know what he does. So I, th- I think you're, I think this is a roundabout way of saying you're probably screwed. As long as Dan Snyder owns a team, your team's going to suck. Here was a, this is not even a question, but Jonathan Abram is looking like an epic douche on Hard Knocks. I agree. Hard Knocks wasn't the best look for him. Uh, let's see if I can... Uh... Keekly or Wagner, what do you think the LOB would have been with Luke in that? I think they win one more chip. It's a good question. Bobby's a fantastic player. He's another guy that has a case if he can keep going. He's right now a four-time first-team All-Pro. If he can end that, his career at probably seven, definitely six, he's going to have a chance for first ballot. Probably a Hall of Famer, but it might not be a first ballot. I think Luke Keekly's just a better player. I think Luke Keekly's been the best player on the Carolina Panthers since he showed up. He's just just no way around it. He's just an elite player. I would take Luke Keekley every day of the week over Bobby Wagner, and that's not a slight on Bobby Wagner. If anything, it's just a compliment to Keekley. Purely speculation. Call me a Raider homer. Any chance that the Raiders organization reached out to the Steelers organization about his old helmet? During that transaction, a Steelers beat reporter got word, did his homework, and took it to the woodshed. It just seems bizarre that nothing was made of this month-old story until HBO got wind. I like that. You know, I like a good conspiracy. I, I think it's just. I think people were starting to get rumors of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that actually makes some sense. That's not. That's not a crazy theory. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you that one. Hey, John, what was your favorite position to scout? Probably running back or wide receiver. I mean, I I, I like offense more than defense. I'm a sucker for talented offensive players. You know, I even like a good tackle, like tight ends. Probably any position on offense. Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back. You know, centers and guards aren't as fun. Though, a good center is fun to watch. Like Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson's a Jason Kelsey. Like, they are entertaining to watch. But I'd say any skill position, including quarterback. But probably at the end of the day, I, I really like running back, wide receiver, and I think you can factor in tight end now that they are basically receivers. So it, it would be one of those guys. Yeah, you, you can judge me. I'm a little softer. You know, I'm not. I'm not claiming to be Ed Reed of scouts here. Do you think Philip Rivers is trying to single handedly fix the Chargers' attendance problems with his kids? It's, as Bill Simmons would say, these are my listeners. That's a that's a hell of a question. Well, enjoy your week. I'll see you a little later this week. Uh, we'll probably discuss hard knocks on the next one. And uh, whatever else crazy happens in this crazy league throughout this week. And uh, football's almost back. Regular season isn't too far away. And I will talk to you guys soon. See ya! Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.